What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome to the anime podcast of some sort. I'm David Majors. I'm normally joined by my intrepid co-host, Jack D'Allister, but unfortunately, about an hour before we were going to record, poor Jackson had a power outage, and Lord knows I've been there. Uh, Old fans of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast might be aware of the times where I've been mid-podcast recording and have had power outages happen. So, Jack will be back uh, in the not-too-distant future, but in the meantime, in between time, the podcast must go on. Jack gave us the green light because... On this episode of the anime podcast of some sort, we have a fantastic guest, a a truly, truly outstanding guest. Uh, Everybody knows that I've always tried to make a pause and and the old podcast from way back when something of an anime newsy conversational type of podcast. And and on this episode of APOS, we got an actual anime news person joining us on this episode. Uh, She is the editor in chief of the fantastic AnimeHerald.com. Samantha Ferreira, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It is is really a joy to have you. Thank you so much. Uh, Let's just get it underway. For for people out there that may not know, tell us a little bit about AnimeHerald.com, and then we're just going to jump into a few stories and then uh, just have a few conversations about Japanimation. How's that sound? Tell us a little bit about AnimeHerald.com. All right, sounds good. Um, Anime Herald began in 2010. It was actually kind of an offshoot from my outlet at the time, Anime Dream. But uh, as the lights kind of slowly turned off at Anime Dream, I just shifted all my energy to Anime Herald and started bringing on some wonderful people, some amazing people such as uh, Lydia, Matthew, Matt, LB. And we just built up this wonderful little news site that we don't have the same reach as ANN. I mean, let's be honest, nobody does, but we work tirelessly to bring you the very best that we can. And I give it my highest of recommendation. And what better way to start off the APOS podcast uh, other than a story right from AnimeHerald.com? Uh, this story caught my eye because something we've talked about on APOS in the past is when anime productions get crowdfunding and we we have a story here from right stuff uh straight from animeherald.com uh emma a victorian romance uh their kickstarter reached their funding goal of a hundred thousand dollars uh it was announced that right stuff the the anime distribution company is going to produce an english dub for emma a victorian romance after reaching this Kickstarter girl and and they got it done in in a fairly quick amount of time 15 days which is which is pretty good and I imagine as of this recording they've probably met a few of their stretch goals already uh, which included an interview with the creator Kaoru Mori uh commentaries for the dubs and and all sorts of other things that will probably uh, happen uh Samantha the mm-hmm. The crowdfunding of anime productions. Uh, I've always found it fascinating because on one hand, uh, I think it's pretty common knowledge that anime is not cheap, and and it never has been. And I think that when there seems to be something of a divide between fans on how they feel about this, and when something like this gets funded... I actually think it's pretty good for the community. Uh, how about you? What do you think? 
Uh, personally, I think it's a net good. Um, in general, if it's handled well, it's something that becomes very special, very big for the fans. Um, Animago has become a master of this with their guns, with their uh, Otaku no Video, Bubblegum Crisis, Writing Bean, and now Gunsmith Cats. They they've just managed to find that balance that works for the fans and right stuff. Likewise, has shown an impeccable uh, work ethic for just keeping the fans engaged and keeping them the people at back as individuals that really feel like a part of the process. Do you think this has a future? Uh, do you think that uh, maybe maybe Japan and the production companies over there will see this as a more viable uh, venue for anime to be produced going forward? Because this, in a way, reminds me of something from way, 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 way back in the day. And that was Big O. Because if you remember, the second season of Big O almost didn't happen until the the producers realized how successful it was in the West. And they got help with production and funding from Adult Swim. And that's kind of what this reminds me of. It reminds me of the idea that maybe these companies and, and production organizations in Japan sometimes forget that their media is popular elsewhere. And this could be a viable outlet for them. What do you think? Uh, I believe so. I think that some of the initial forays into crowdfunding were kind of met with a chiller reception. Like um, in 2008, Pony Canyon tried uh, basically kickstarting before Kickstarter a production for a short form series. I'm sure we know what it is. It's God awful. It's Abu Nice Sisters. And they were asking for something, if I remember correctly, about $400 a DVD. So... That, not even that bad in Japan. Wow. Yeah, it did not go anywhere near what they wanted. So, um, but that kind of seemed to scare them off a bit, especially with the fact that the market kind of created at that point. And it was kind of a slow coaxing process in some ways. Um, we've seen some jump right on board, and we've seen some resistance. Like, um, I know in some cases we've heard. Uh, people say that this is kind of like a a test bed of sorts. Um, I say for Skippy, they uh, uh, they were kind of iffy about a couple things, if I remember correctly. And um, in particular, there were a few other cases where it just uh, you could tell that there was some trepidation. But it seems to be loosening. We are seeing a lot more productions that are coming through. Um, we're seeing some official stuff like, say, uh, the new Megazone 2-3. Uh, wait, was it Megazone? I believe it was Megazone 2-3, uh, if memory serves me right. And uh, recently, uh, Kick Heart uh, and a project that's going to be coming fairly soon called Mecha Uday. So we're starting to see some newer talent and some established talent really kind of dive in wholeheartedly now. What I think really works about these kinds of projects is that a lot of times, one, it will be a property that a lot of people really care about, obviously. And two, it's the production company behind the project. Uh, you've got a company like Right Stuff, who, at least on this side of the world, people really recognize for being pretty much up and up and on the level. Mm. And with 
With a crowdfunding project like this, they can say, Right Stuff wants to make this happen. People, anime fans, know that name. They know Right Stuff for buying DVDs, merchandise, you'll see them at conventions, whatever. So, if they're backing this, this is a company name that anime fans recognize and see as a little bit more legitimate in comparison to something else that may have flopped, I think. Mm. Absolutely, though there was one case that I can recall where it having that name attached was a huge backfire, and that was a uh, vision of Escaflone. Oh where, yeah, was that was Funimation, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I, I imagine people were thinking Funimation is Funimation. They 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 print money at this point, don't they? What would they need a uh, crowdfunding for? I I think that was the narrative, wasn't it? I believe so at that point. It, I remember when it first launched, it was a lot of incredulity from the comedian at large, which was kind of interesting considering that we just came off of seeing, I believe it was, uh, I'm trying to get my timetables right, but it was either Otaku no Video or Bubblegum Crisis that were released by Animago fairly recently beforehand. So it was kind of interesting to see that complete tonal shift between the two. Well, I think that th- there might be a fine line. Uh, a oh, company yeah. like Right Stuff, w- which is not as big as Funimation uh, in the anime space, mm. could probably still have some goodwill. And when it comes to supporting an independent project like this, it, they'd they definitely garner goodwill. And well, it worked out. It worked out mm. on all sides. Whereas a a big old giant like Funimation, eh, maybe not so much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, so as the podcast comes out, the fall 2018 anime season is underway. And uh, on a previous podcast, we talked with uh, our boy Dean the Adequate from Anime Outsiders. Uh, and even he has a few shows this season that he's he's looking forward to. So does Jack. I, on the other hand, am kind of struggling. So, Samantha, uh, I will ask you, is there anything right now in this season that has caught your attention? Uh, there's been quite a bit. Um, there have been some some of the big high-profile titles, like, say... Uh, oh, wow, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> uh, that, that's all right. Um, I usually try to avoid like the the big big name mm. shows that everyone knows when I'm looking for new shows every season because those are the shows that are always going to be there. Like One Piece is going to outlive right. us all. You know what I mean? Uh, Gintama will probably be on the air for another twenty years. So th- those kinds of shows, I usually I usually say okay, those will be there. But when I'm looking at Anachart or wherever, when I look through the fall 2018 season. This season, and, and kind of for pretty much since spring of this year, it, the anime selection for me personally has been pretty barren. Not going to lie. Mm. Now, I, I don't want to be the guy that talks about anime but also hates anime. I don't want to be mm. that guy because there's already plenty of that. Uh, so I'm I'm looking out there, and, and I guess this is becoming a recurring bit. And, and Samantha, uh, I'm asking you, what out there right now in the new season has caught your eye? All right. Uh, well, on top of the the usual big stuff like say SAO and the like, I've 
really kind of been charmed by a few of the offbeat titles. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I am a person that loves my anime trash, so I had to watch some of the general radioactive stuff. Uh, I will not talk about those because those are just awful. But yeah, anyway, um, I found a lot to like in uh, Run With the Wind so far, which is a uh, drama series about a group of, uh, well, I want to say high school, college age uh, young men who are kind of dragged into this running club and they make a, they're kind of drawn into this pack to run one of the most grueling races of uh, in Japan at the time. Um, on top of that, uh, Skullface bookseller Honda-san is just beautiful. It's that wonderful mix of zaniness and cynicism that comes from working in a retail outlet. Um, the first episode was literally just guiding customers uh, and and Yaoi Fangirl. It's just a wonderfully absurd series. Um, and other than that, uh, I've also found a lot to love in uh, Rewrite It is just wonderful. That's um, the newest dystopian series, which features uh, <clears throat> uh, character designs by uh, Yoshitoshi Abe. It's a, a lovely show. Great story. Great writing. The first several, I want to say five episodes, are up on uh, Crunchyroll yes. right now. Yes. And it's uh, well worth watching. As someone who loves the work of Yoshitoshi Abe, I did watch those episodes so far. And I'm so far, so good, I'll say. Mm. I, I wasn't blown away yet, but mm. since they did an interesting thing where I like to give, if there's an anime that interests me, I, I give it four episodes. Mm. I, I know some people give it like two or three or however many. I always give it four, and I would say that right now, Rewrite It has given me just enough, just enough and another show that kind of caught my attention was Ingress. Uh, of course, based on the, the mobile game from Niantic Studios, the, the company that blessed the world with Pokemon Go. Uh, I'm, I'm curious as how they're going to pull this off. I'm curious. So, and also looking at it, it gave me kind of a psychopath vibe just from the, the artwork. So, hey, that, that was mildly intriguing. But I will check... That one out, too. What else have you got, Samantha? Anything else? Uh, have you seen Double Decker yet? Uh, I don't even think I've heard of that one, actually. Double Decker is a spinoff of uh, Tiger and Bunny. It's it's basically a buddy cop show that's set in that world, and it is lovely. Uh, it's delightfully silly, up, over the top, has plenty of absurd, just generally stupid moments that Make, make me laugh and the action is just on point the fight choreography is brilliant the animation's top notch and the writing is just razor sharp i'm i'm loving it so it kind of sounds like lethal weapon from the makers of tiger and bunny basically i i love it i'm interested so okay i got i got three i got three that that's enough that is enough for me i'm i'm not someone that tries to watch all the anime per season because that's just it's just not possible i i just i don't have the bandwidth for it with with everything else i got going on with the wrestling and and the music reviews and, and all of that so yeah i got three so dean the adequate thank you 
Samantha, thank you. I'm I'm not gonna be the bitter I hate anime guy for for another season. So I'm I'm really happy about that. Hooray! Yes. <laughs> now I will say there is a show that definitely caught my attention, and I think it caught everybody else's attention. This this show I think was a smash hit. Uh, Cells at Work. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's it's kind of obscure. You probably haven't heard of it. Cells at Work. But recently, <coughs> excuse me, not quite over the cold yet, guys. Not quite over it. They, uh, from their official website, offered free-to-use screenshots from medical professionals. Uh, did you see this story? Ah, uh, yes, I did. Uh, yeah, I actually thought that this was really, really cool because clearly the people behind Cells at Work... Put a lot of work and research and effort into the production of the first season. And let's be honest, there's there's at least going to be one more because the show did so well. Now they're offering screenshots and media and information to hospitals, medical professionals, and all of that kind of stuff. The, the thing that they said is that you have to confirm that you are in some way, teaching medicine. And I thought that was actually a really cool caveat to using their screenshots. Samantha, what do you think? I personally think it's brilliant. Um, Cells at Work is one of those shows that that most people wouldn't have really pegged to be something they'd really be into, but they took the whole idea of biology and just made it into something that most Late, most the average person would really get into and generally adore. I mean, I didn't, excuse me, I didn't realize how big this has gotten until I was reading a couple of forums and I believe it was Reddit. And I started seeing people saying, Yeah, I started exercising because I want to make the little anime people in me happy. So, how many, how many cells at work cosplays are we going to see within like the next six months? Far too many. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite character so far? Uh personally, I'm Hmm, that's a good one. Uh I am partial to Red Blood Cell still. She uh, She's kind of kind of awkward, kind of goofy, but she does her best. I can relate. Uh, big mood. I am a big fan of Basophil. He's kind of mysterious and he he says things that nobody can fully understand, but his heart's in the right place. His heart's definitely in the right place, even though he, he just kind of stands around and and says things mysteriously. I I appreciate those those monologues that he does. And I'm hoping that when Cells at Work gets dubbed, Jameson Price voices him. And maybe when this crosses over and gets a dub and becomes really popular that way, this can help kids in school here. And we can all learn a little bit more about biology, just like this. Because what I especially appreciate it is that they they went out of their way to say, as long as you are teaching medicine, or if you are in the medical field, you are absolutely free to use our media however you like. Which is awesome. Because even though we know how the internet is, and it is going to be strange and weird and, and lewd and gross... This, this, I feel like, is using your power for good, and, and I'm all for it. What, what do you think, Samantha? 
I think it's great. I mean, just getting the message out get, and allowing people to use this is not only a win for Aniplex and David Production, it's also a great tool to kind of get people to understand exactly what's going on. I think this is a fabulous idea. Um, and especially with the anime itself, just breaking down these core concepts, it can be a wonderful teaching tool. I, I really hope so. And uh, I think that this is one of those things that teachers that, that may not look too cool to the youths could definitely use. Or, or, if, or if you're like me and you, you feel like you're just grabbing onto fellow kids and, and all it stands for with, with every last breath to show how, how you still get it, you're still cool with the youths, you can, you can show them the, the cells at work stuff and... Some of the kids that are into anime might really appreciate seeing stuff that they already know. And this show is already educating people, which is which is so cool. Like to a certain degree, this happened once to a degree with Hitalia. Like the people were sort of learning about world history, sort of. And I know I'm stretching. We're really stretching on saying that they learned world history from Hitalia. Sort of. But with Cells at Work, there's definitely a concerted effort to educate people through what is a pretty awesome anime. Agreed. Totally agreed. Uh, I have another awesome anime that I want to talk about and segue into. Fist of the North Star. Uh, the the mighty shonen OG Fist of the North Star. Uh, it has a video game now, uh, a brand new game uh, called Fist of the North Star: Lost Paradise. Uh, I played it. Uh, I think Jack and I were going to talk about it, but uh, I I think it's pretty awesome. Have you caught this game, Samantha? Yes, I have. I <clears throat> I'm loving it. It's it's probably the best Fist of the North Star game I've ever played. Oh, the, it, it's definitely the best Fists of the North Star game I've ever played. Mostly because it's the only Fist of the North Star game I've ever played. But it's definitely the best, and I'm really enjoying it. But I will say this. I know that this game has all of the ties and all of the connections to the Yakuza series. And it's made me mildly intrigued, but I, I'm not going to play those until I'm done with the Fist of the North Star game. Because the great thing about this is that this was a game that was really well done, which you don't see often with licensed games, and it was from a franchise that I already recognize and appreciate. And that that's something that's really cool to me. It was a great way to... Uh, what's the word I'm looking here? Break the ice on these style of games where you're in this city and, and in this community and you're you're doing things, but also at the same time you're Kenshiro and you're you're using the Hokuto Shinken. Uh, I, I'm really digging the game. How far are you? I'm I'm not that far. I believe I just cleared chapter four. I just got the Dune buggy. Okay, so I'm I'm in chapter three right now. Uh, I, I am I'm I just got through the casino and I've saved, so I'm I'm not too far behind from where you are. I I don't even know how long the game is, 
but I, I kind of don't care. I kind of want to just play it out because this is the first video game in a long, long time that I saw and it really got me excited. In, in some ways, it reminded me, Samantha, did you ever play the game Asura's Wrath? Yes, I have. Okay, now th this masterpiece of a video game. Uh, it was episodic and very, very anime-influenced. The Fist of the North Star game kind of reminds me of that, where I'm really already interested and invested in the characters, and I want to see where it goes. I'm really invested, and they have the episodic feel, too. What do you think? I have to agree, and I love how they really committed to just bringing this to... They they went there saying, we're going to make a Fist of the North Star game. We're going to bring this as over-the-top as possible. I mean, from the moment you start up, you've got heads exploding. you got people just going at it. It's a brutal game, but it's just that same general over-the-top feel that never feels like it's too much, you know? And so far, it does not stop being fun. And I feel like you can invest in the game mechanics that you're you're learning new ways to make people explode with the Hokuto Shinken. And I'm totally for that. And it really is a lot of fun. It really is. And if this is anything like the other Yakuza games, it's just going to open up as you go through. So it, it, you're just going to get more and more and more to do. And it, it never feels overwhelming because they always give you just enough. And I, I, I have to say that I feel that the more that I talk about it and the more I play it, it, it does make me feel like I want more of this. And I haven't gotten that from a video game in a long time, and I really appreciate it. So, yeah, if you haven't gotten Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise, uh, if you are a Fist of the North Star fan, you should definitely get this. Or if you just want a, a video game that's just fun, that's fun, that's... Yes, admittedly hyper violent, and and not for the kids, definitely not for the kids, but but still just a blast. It's a ball. Uh, check it out and at me at call me DJM and and let me know what you think if you're enjoying it or not. I I, I would love to talk about that and I'd love to talk about anything else we've talked about here on the podcast today. It's a little bit of a short episode this time, guys, but. We're getting out some content, and that's what really counts. So thank you all for tuning in. Samantha Ferreira from AnimeHerald.com, thank you so much for joining us. Let everybody know what we can find and what you're up to. All right, you can find me on AnimeHerald.com. Uh, anime I'm spending most of my days writing for that. Um, and I Any big scoops coming up? Any big scoops? I can't talk about that, but I can tell you we just wrapped up a three-month investigation into Anime Bento, which um, took a full 150 hours to compile, and it's probably our most ambitious work yet, uh, and we're looking to some possible stuff for 2019 already. 
And and guys, we we talked about that here on the podcast not that mm-hmm. long ago. Uh, it was a fantastic story. So everyone, check out AnimeHerald.com. I uh, for this podcast, I go there all the time now, and and they're they're fantastic. Samantha and her crew are doing great work, and I do believe you have you might have a Patreon, which I may give you a chance yeah. to talk about. If yeah, you like. um, yeah, we do have a Patreon. Uh, patreoncom herald. Um, we try to keep for a dollar a month. We try and make that as packed with content as we can. I've been uh, trying to get as many behind the scenes articles, reader, reader exclusive pieces and, um, and actual like classic content from anime dream. I managed to get a working archive of that. So I've been pulling content from that that uh, is either from myself or from former writer Matt, former editor-in-chief Matt Brown, who gave us his blessing. So I've been trying to just bring that back into the fold, kind of get bring that up there. And we also offer a tier to allow people into our patron-exclusive Discord, which all the staff uses. All right. Well, Samantha, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, looking forward to having you on again uh, in the not-too-distant future. Thank all of you for listening to sort of a mini episode of the anime podcast of some sort y'all know where you can find me on the tweeter twatters if you like the podcast give us the old five stars on itunes help us out if you want to give us a review that's fine too but nobody reads them just give us the five stars that'll really help uh stitcher uh, google all of your smart devices you can find the anime podcast of some sort wherever podcasts can be aggregated or in your podcatcher of choice Jack will be back next week. Thank you all for listening, and we'll have conversations about Japanimation in the not-too-distant future.